I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And we're here for another episode. <laughs> Sorry, there was like such a long pause. I thought you were just like the end. I just gotta just gotta pause for a while and just let it sink in that yeah, we're, we're back here. to Surprise. essentially watch the same episode that we just watched again. Oh. But it's not really. It's okay, so previous <sighs> episode on the Mutant Ages, which is the show where we review every adaptation of the we, x-men we're doing a really ever. good job of explaining what we are today whatever it's fine it's fine right. don't worry about it got it back when we were young we experienced a change we felt a power grow in us both wonderful and strange the power to care about the x-men and the mutant brotherhood all of their adventures show and we're halfway through season two of x-men the animated series and we just watched an episode called time fugitives part one for the previous episode which i guess we should tell people to go back and listen to because this week we watched part two and it's basically the same fucking shit again like i don't (laughs) i mean i guess they could listen to this episode and find out what happened last episode because it happens again ever episode of the mutant ages that you're tuning in for you know what we're gonna do our best to tell you what the fuck is going on yeah good Um, luck you know (laughs) i feel like we always do a pretty good job of looping in the new listeners on this show that's true i have no idea where people start then we'll just do a quick previously on the x-men and we'll branch back to the beginning of season two in which the x-men are now fighting the friends against humanity i mean friends of humanity not the fucking card game all right so the friends of humanity who are basically like neo-nazis except they hate mutants right and they're terrifying and also cyclops and gene were getting married but it turns out out that morph was posing as the reverend so that never right. happened then mr sinister cast working them. with mr sinister who is the big bad of this whole season although we haven't seen him in these time fugitives episodes it doesn't seem like we he's really seen him too here. much and also professor xavier and magneto are on vacation yeah, in the savage still land gone. yeah <laughs> once again no one gives a shit about those two guys yep and they're still making out over there <laughs> well yeah i mean that's what i do when i see dinosaurs and, <laughs> and meanwhile we have uh all the x-men dealing with bishop who came back in time again because a mysterious plague had infected the future and he had to save his shitty future and cable at the same time also wanted to save his shitty future in which apocalypse and all the terminators took over so bishop came back in time bishop are from the same future i guess the Mm -mm. same shitty future i think they're from the future but i think it's two alternate it's two different futures yeah because cable's kind of like age of apocalypse and bishop's just like in a shitty other version of the future so then why I don't think you're right because Bishop keeps falling out of the temporal storm in Cable's oh, future. Oh, right. So there's tornadoes whipping around in the future and they're called temporal storms. Yes. Tempura. 
I like how I was like, we're going to do a great job explaining this. We're not. I Guys, these episodes don't really make sense, so we're just kind of doing our best. So there's all these time storms that happen whenever Bishop travels back in time to try to fix something to make his future less shitty. And whenever he comes back, he rides in on a fucking tornado, spitting lightning bolts at everybody and just wrecks his entire town every time he comes home from time travel. And so this is that's how this episode starts out, is Bishop riding in on a tornado. Yep. And Cable watching from the shadows and Cable also time travels on this show, but has no idea that these time tornadoes happen because this is like the first time he's ever seen somebody come back right. from time traveling. And meanwhile, Bishop went back to the present to try and stop the plague. Yeah. From, it's a techno organic virus. It, it is. And at one point, Cable describes it as the techno virus in this episode, I think. He calls oh, yeah, it you're that, right. Like, he does passing. do that. And I was like, wow, they're actually going to call it something. That's that's more information than we got in the previous episode. That's better than the apocalypse virus. Yeah. Oh, so by the way, the reason we're saying apocalypse is because it turns out that in the present day, which is the 90s, where the X-Men are, Apocalypse disguised himself as a person and was working with the Friends of Humanity to create a virus in a lab that could infect humans at first, but then as soon as it infected a mutant, it would become way more dangerous and just kill millions of people. We don't know what and his motivation is. He just wants everyone Apocalypse dead. just wants everybody to die. And and the the twist ending that we found out at the, at the very end of Time Fugitives Part 1 via Cable talking to his iPhone about it is that it turns out that the virus has to happen because it will help mutants create antibodies that they need in order to like survive and create more better mutants later way in the future so like for whatever reason the virus has to happen and bishop trying to prevent it which he did successfully do but it turns out that's not what he should have done so that's where we start but here. Cable it's, doesn't also want to help Apocalypse out, so he's he's having some conflictions here. And we don't blame him because Apocalypse sucks, like straight across Apocalypse the board. Apocalypse does suck, except that ultimately Cable wants to save the future where Apocalypse is like reigning with his army of Terminators. You know, like, that's, that's a good his point. Motivation. That like, is a very good point. I didn't even really think about that. All right, so let's. I'm going to explain this episode a little bit in which. <laughs> again no 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 i'm just how how i'm presenting uh so what we just explained we're about to see all of it again and i want to explain that i love time travel stories i've written several myself i love the back to the future films back to the future 2 is one of my favorite films just because they went and recreated like all the scenes from the first movie but Mm -hmm. then like ran through it maddie and i in our teens did something similar like this too where we made one movie and then we went back and redid all the scenes to it yeah and we did like a time travel themselves X-Men parodies and they're that called D-Men in D2 and in D2 all of the characters of D2 revisit the events of D-Men. Right and so the point being is that I am all for time travel stories especially stories that revisit the same scenes over again however I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> why Why do you think that is? Why do I hate it or yeah, why? Yeah. I think it's because it doesn't add any value to the original story where like all these other time travel stories usually if they go back and redo a scene think of like back of the future 2 when they go back in time like you get to see them restage this whole thing and have to stop these alternate endings from happening but that's not presented in here at all we don't know what we're stopping because they don't take time to explain it and they just shoot laser guns at each other for 20 minutes screaming about which shitty future they want to save and it's, <laughs> it's like it's also 
I think it feels inherently cheap just because it's an animated show. So like we, the viewer, or at least the adult viewers know that they're just literally reusing the same animation frames and like saving themselves a lot of money and labor in doing so. It's not like rewatching a live action movie where you're like, wow, they must have had to rebuild the sets and like have the actors go back to those exact same spots, etc. Yeah. Or like There's if you think none of, of that effort, you don't it's have literally any of that. just the same animation. But even in terms cells. of like storytelling, if you think of like Back to the Future 2 when he when he thinks that he goes back to like his actual time and then he goes into like his house and it's like got other people in there and like yeah, Biff yeah, is yeah. running a terrifying future There's corporation like that here no it's it, not like we're gonna see some alternate universes where like this is what happens if you change a little bit of something cool i mean the most we've seen is like wolverine skeleton appearing and disappearing repeatedly like that's all we get <laughs> in the same we don't shot get that in this episode <laughs> oh my god i just imagine it like teleporting away and then coming back and bishop's like something's <laughs> wrong and fortress is <laughs> like temporal storm that's barely relevant in this episode i don't even know why i brought it up honestly all the stuff that we loved about the episode that we just watched last week got cut is from gone. This. <laughs> it is not there. Like all of the scenes that we thought were like scary or haunting or interesting or funny, literally all of those good scenes are the ones that they cut out. And the scenes that they revisit in this episode with Cable are like the most boring, dry scenes. It's that, just... like we had like nothing to say about. All right, it's like all right. funny. Well, to let's me let's to get think into it because I most of my problem is just with Bishop and Cable yelling at each other, and neither of them take a moment. I to explain I know. anything. It's like a fucking classic men in an action movie kind of a trope where I mean, it's like just, it's also a they comic can't book trope. just sit down and talk to each other. It's like think so about dumb. how many comics you've read where like somebody no, comes in to talk and they just immediately attack each other first. I will say though that at this point it has been well established that that is Bishop's character. Yeah. Like he is just incapable up. of listening to other people talk and just acts without thinking. Like we at least know that about him. Well you know so what? At least Everybody's being in character. That's I'll give true. it that much. We do get some alternate scenes, which involve Scott yelling at Bishop just about a different thing this time. Yeah, but it's essentially the same scene we already saw. Yeah, okay, we much. have to just get to it. Okay. So the episode kicks off with Bishop falling out of the tornado, which Again. I guess we're still in the previous time. The- I get no. I, I don't. Think, I'm okay, already so confused. I think my theory from the last episode holds up here because I said I think the whole episode was just Cable watching it through his little companion cube, and so now like it cuts back to right before he does that, and that's when Bishop right. falls oh, so out I of the sky. So I made a joke earlier about Cable looking at his iPhone, but really what he's looking at is this cube this glowing cube that they decide between animating as a rectangle or a cube or a glowing cube sometimes or a it's green a ship. blank cube yeah and it talks to him and it gives him all the exposition necessary for the viewer to understand what the fuck is going on right and in this moment this cube is telling cable finally that bishop is the key to all the timelines being fucked up because bishop keeps on going back into the past and like changing things so that's why all these storms are happening and why things are just blipping in and out of existence yep and so the cube explains to him the same thing that we already heard in the end of the previous episode which is that the plague has to happen in the 90s timeline with the X-Men and the cube has like a female voice and she says the logic is mathematically simple millions must die so that billions may live yeah, and she's know, explaining about honestly, the Honestly, should we be trusting this cube? It kind of sounds like GLaDOS to me. I know, this cube sounded fucking evil, especially <laughs> as the episode went along. Like the cube just kept getting more and more calculating. Did you notice that? Yeah, like, it, the cube is 
he's like, I've done the math. Maximum human lives are saved by killing a lot of humans. And I'm well, like, but when like is the number kept on going out? up. She'd be like, now we have to kill millions more in order to <laughs> save people from the future. And it's like, keep in mind that Cable comes from a terrifying robot future where like it's I not know. the Sentinels, it's just Terminators running around. What if she's a Terminator? Hello? I don't think we Cable? ever get think answers these to this, these questions either because I don't even remember any of this. Like, okay, I well, don't like worry. Speaking about like any questions you're not getting answers Tyler. to, Tyler, Cable's <laughs> son, comes running in. A version of Tyler he, who does not exist. <laughs> I know. He's like super young and adorable. It's like not Tyler. But anyway, it's it's young, cute Tyler who's covered in lightning bolts and he's like exploding and like <laughs> screaming and he's like daddy what's happening to me (laughs) it's puberty song nothingness it's a classic (laughs) back to the future move where like you're watching somebody fade away in real time except it's like who the fuck is this random blonde kid who's like daddy the lightning bolts are gonna get me yeah it's really funny and apparently time is represented here by like a giant beam of light charging towards cable so cable jumps into a time machine and just like leaves yeah where is that his time machine i don't know did that even maybe come it's from? forges who knows like, i wonder that too, nothing but in this I don't episode think it is. is explained he just jumps all. into a gateway and it's a time machine maybe like in the future they just travel by stargate like and that's straight I, up how i guess they do so things. and i noticed that when he was time traveling the cube says he's moving on previously calculated coordinates and i was like calculated by whom how does he know where to go <laughs> so maybe it is forges time machine but it just I don't know. I don't Man, fucking know. I said Stargate, and now I just want to watch a ton of Stargate, even though it's I, not you good. Know, <laughs> it's not, but it's going to be better than this episode. It anyway, so Bishop crash lands back in the 90s in the same alleyway that in we've New seen, York like, that he's how many times in. now? Yeah, he oh, lands. Like 16. Yeah. So anyway, he gets there, and he says, here we go again, which we made fun of him for saying last time. Like the last then, 17 times. I know, but then Cable pops in there as well. And this is new. This is the first time Cable's been there. Yeah. And so Cable walks up to Bishop casually and is like, hey, I'm from the future and I just need to explain to you why you shouldn't do what you're about to do. And he like puts his hand on Bishop's shoulder, which is like exactly what you shouldn't fucking do with Bishop. Because Bishop immediately gets aggressive in response to this and is well, like, Well, to be fair, it's not you. like Cable no. knew that, you know? It's not- I know, but also like, what? I don't know. It's like everybody's making mistakes right out of the fucking gate. And so Bishop tosses off this random stranger who popped out of nowhere and is like, draws his gun and the two of them just start shooting at each other without explaining who they are yeah or why they're there i mean cable knows that bishop's a time traveler and cable keeps on saying lines like i wish it didn't have to come to this (laughs) i don't have time (laughs) it doesn't matter bishop is the one who says he doesn't have time i think or no cable does i don't remember i don't know they don't have time but that drove me insane because i was like both of you have infinite time you have (laughs) access to a time machine literally the only thing you have is Is time time. (laughs) you are the only people in the world who have access to this apparently (laughs) it it just drove me crazy that they both kept being like I don't have time to explain. And I'm like, that's all you two have. You oh, yeah. have you, don't, you have nothing else going for you. You have two shitty futures to return to. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Where or everyone's dead. the same one. No one knows. They're fighting out in the road, by the way, which neither of them think is a problem. There's just like, mat- like all these hordes of people running away know, in the opposite direction. I know, and they're just shooting direction. blasters at each other. Although it is X-Men, the animated series, so the blasters don't really I mean, seem to hurt maybe anybody. maybe the humans have gotten used to this. I remember that person who made a joke about, you know, the series opening and like how there's like 
the Brotherhood and the, the like the X Men yes. heading towards it, and all the humans and just the running humans between just running them, away. like yeah. frantically. At this and, point, that seems more and more justified, despite Professor Xavier's attempts to be like, "Not all mutants are bad." Clearly, clearly I know the mutants that, on the show are and, so irresponsible with their guns. It's that also they just possible can't. now that the humans have just been like, "Yeah, this seems right," because they've gotten used to giant robots like exploding through the mall. I mean, I don't. That's know. actually a really good point. Like everybody's already seen Sentinels with like the previous presidential administration on the show so they're already just like there's laser yeah, fights I in alleyways it's now. possible that a lot of the humans have been like yeah mutants aren't that bad because you've already started us off with killer sentinels like killer that, robots yeah, I mean, that's way more terrifying really, like hear that human perspective on this show which is sort of interesting like yeah, we just don't find well, out we, what humans we hear, actually we think. hear human perspectives from people that don't like mutants that's what we hear yes but i guess i guess the counterpoint to that would be like senator kelly changing his mind well, which is like a storyline we've seen I, Okay, so we're getting off topic because this episode is so boring that we just would rather talk about anything else. I I will say that season two is full of origin stories, and there is a story that Beast gets to himself where he meets a woman who appreciates him for who he is, and that's a whole separate story. But we will get some other perspectives that are just human perspectives, and that will be nice. That'll be interesting because so far we've mostly seen like Senator Kelly and the Friends of Humanity as like the human characters and Jubilee's shitty parents, shitty adoptive parents. Yeah. Like we haven't really seen anyway all right okay so going back to this episode guys bishop runs off to find the x-men Meanwhile, Cable apparently has teleportation abilities thanks to all of his future tech. He keeps on so calling it something. He says, I think he says body slide. Yeah, he calls it a body slide, which is pretty gay, but all right. I mean, he's like, body slide me into Bishop. He basically, bitch. that's what he's saying. He's like, body slide me to the to the headquarters in West Virginia. Like, that's literally Okay, well, don't worry, because he this. body slides Wolverine like several times he later. He super does body slide Wolverine. Anyway, <laughs> Cable teleports... And he's, like, upset about this whole situation where he has to let people die. God, I don't know. I, my notes are shitty here because I, like, kept not taking notes during this episode. Because uh, I, like, wait, hold on. Let me... Care. I wrote something down here. Okay, so Cable talks to his companion cube and is, like, track Bishop. And they track him by the oil of his gun or something. I don't know. It said... Is that what it was? Because... No, I I just remember the (laughs) companion cube being like, I am tracking him by his oil. And I'm like, it must be from the gun. Unless it's like his skin is really fucking oily. I don't know. I thought... (laughs) I thought that the cube said, track him by his oral residue. As opposed to oil. And oh, I was like, wait, that makes way more sense, though. Spit? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. I feel like it no. makes more sense that it's because there's no oil. It is a laser gun. All right, whatever. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was oil, though, because oil residue makes a fuck ton more sense than oral residue, because that makes it sound like Bishop is walking around licking everything all the time. It also like, kind of sounds like maybe that the companion cube has psychic powers. I don't know. The, I think before that, I wrote down that we have to watch the same scene where Cyclops is making everybody watch the news again. We have to watch that over again. And it's just the same scene we already saw where Apocalypse is pretending to be the guy at the riots and Storm is like, I recognize that guy from the mall. And Cyclops is like, oh. let's take the x-jet there because what could go wrong with the x-jet right landing but on also a roof in at front the same time don't forget that cable is like i don't even know what kind of store this was he's standing in front yeah. of a store with a bunch of tvs <laughs> watching the same newscast and he walks yeah, in cable, it's just a like, bunch of tvs slowly and dramatically walks into the store and the humans like uh, okay wait away. and also cable's like talking to the companion cube right and like there's yeah. just a girl there's a woman behind him that's like staring at him with this face that literally looks like what 
what the fuck? And I was like laughing really hard at that. I'm but then, sorry I missed that because I would have loved that. This was also when the cube was saying all these ominous lines aloud, like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And I was like, wow, this cube is this cube like, might be evil, guys. Delivering some like high school philosophy lessons here. Of like, like goth I Ryan Pagella. I don't know. You know how yeah. you see a TV show or a movie and um they have a scene where somebody figures out what's going on by going over to like a window of a store and it's got tv screens everywhere yes, that's a tv yes. store okay so he walks into that but it's just that again and there's nothing else in there and i'm like what it's store is like this a completely empty room with one tv in it and like a crowd of people is watching the one tv and cable dramatically enters the room and everyone's like i guess we better leave because this fucking weirdo's here talking to a cube i mean he's like, also carrying like a massive gun there's that so they I probably know, think he's, he's gonna like shoot up the store so they leave and we hear sirens coming because the cops are coming and, and cable <laughs> body unrelated. slides away so that's yeah. how that happens yeah cable and body then, slides over to the riot okay and this, this is uh, the same riot as I, you, in the you, previous you, you episode you need to like hear my notes because they're like all over the place because like it's it's literally the whole riot again except now cable shows up in the at the very beginning of it and it's just an extended version of that fight scene and it's like literally five minutes long which is a long time for a 20 minute cartoon and it's like five minutes of them shooting lasers at each other and all the x-men just like punching people and even the friends of humanity like bounce because they're like fuck this shit this is fucking craziness yeah like halfway through the riot the x-jet shows up and lands on top of a building which is important for some reason because like that's gonna be a plot point later in the last episode but like i just don't remember that and so this time a couple things happen differently which who fucking cares but here's what they are everybody pops out of the x-jet rogue flies up and sees cable on the roof and is like who the fuck is that guy so she goes up to confront him and so this time instead of storm getting shot at in the sky and making it rain which doesn't happen at all rogue is busy fighting cable and then instead the friends of humanity run away because they can perceive that like this other entire fight is happening that they're not part of so like the crowd scatters for unrelated reasons this time and then meanwhile wolverine still lands on top of bishop and starts calling him rookie again which i forgot about all of that because he never called him rookie in the previous episode but now that's back again there's also a great cap here where he really thought they were gonna make out because like wolverine like holds bishop's head and like stares into his eyes and i'm like what's happening always been i also have a Um, note here that says meanwhile lasers are everywhere and rogues like what the fuck is even happening yes rogue is great but i was kind of sad that we missed out on her getting to beat up the friends of humanity guys because this time they just run away yeah she's been thrown into like the top of a building like where the entrance is and it's turned into a pile of rubble bishop is still on the ground and he keeps trying to shoot cable but cable is projecting a hologram of himself to distract everybody it doesn't fucking it's so boring you know what's so funny like, is that he's projecting a, a hologram of self to distract him but he's also standing right next to the hologram yeah, and he's i was like, like what three feet away <laughs> it's honestly hilarious but not intentionally so at all no. and so then after the hologram disappears cable walks three feet over and starts shooting back and then <laughs> somehow the x-jet falls off the building well i think I he don't... shoots it and that falls down while wolverine is like slowly climbing up the side of the building and like Jean goes to catch the blackbird but can't do it because she can't do anything and so rogue has yeah, to go catch it yeah she's trying to use her telekinesis to like prevent the x-jet from falling to the ground and like crashing because that's their ride home i guess i see <laughs> I, w- so then- I i constantly wonder if on the show they made Jean kind of sh- 
shitty because she's gonna become the dark phoenix and like therefore she's gonna become like way overpowered instead i and, don't know but i, feel I like don't it like made that more sense for her to be more powerful though because then it's like establishing that she's a threat i think it's honestly just that they can't figure out what to have her do because her powers are really weird in this scene like at one point she's like using her telekinesis to deflect a laser blast which i'm pretty sure she doesn't have the ability to do i, yeah, mean, I guess like, it depends what kind of blast but I she mean, somehow maybe is she has doing magic that. force fields now i don't know <laughs> yeah anyway rogue catches the plane gene passes out as <laughs> usual for gene bishop catches her this is around when the friends of humanity finally realize they're outmatched and run away but they were kind of standing around before this doing nothing meanwhile storm starts shooting lightning and cable and cable's just yes. like fuck this i'm out and he body slides away so we just like have this huge fight scene for like no reason no reason none of that <laughs> was of consequence at all because like, then all the same like, scenes still happen exactly as they would have happened this is what i'm talking about like how back in the future the scenes then would then change like the future would then change or no, like nothing changes at all like, because everything's then exactly and the same go on to have the identical conversation they just had in the previous episode which is cyclops being like bishop why did you show up to this riot you just made everything worse and bishop is like right back at you just kidding he doesn't point that out instead bishop is like i was trying to save the future i know and which oh, i can't <laughs> even deal and so then it cuts to cable in like some garage somewhere <laughs> and he's like hey cube tell me about the x-men they aren't the wimps i thought they were and so the cube starts this already doesn't him, this immediately doesn't make sense because he says that and two seconds later is like i know all these characters and i was like yeah like the Wait. cube tells him about cyclops and he's like i already know who cyclops is and gene gray so skip them and it's like <laughs> how do you fucking know them and then this the cube gets to wolverine i mean we know why they know him maybe we should explain because it's never explained on this show oh well cable is their kid but i don't think that's on this show no it's not but like they're it's their kid from the future yeah it could be like, revealed and i just don't remember but like i don't think you it know is. what it might very well be because we were talking about this earlier today and neither of us remembered it but i'm also thinking about how neither of us remembered that like rogue and mystique's backstory is later revealed or i would argue retconned where like the show couldn't decide if they wanted that to happen and then later wrote an I mean, episode where they were yeah, like sure at least in this they like set up that it could be something they could dive into later i feel if they like want i to. could see them doing that randomly with cable at some point and we just don't remember it that they'll just randomly be like oh by the way he's their kid anyway bye yeah pretty <laughs> like, much they'll just have that happen so they the cube gets to wolverine and does a little recap of wolverine adamantium skeleton uh yeah. healing powers and cable's like wait go back i want to yeah the fuck cube that tries one. to keep going and like show other x-men and cable's like wait show me wolverine again now show me with that his clothes at, on look at the wolverine hologram for a while and then he, and then he like stares clothing. at him and he's like i've got an idea which was like hilarious even though i knew what the idea was gonna be yeah to i was fuck him. i still found it really funny that it was like super gay anyway i love it that. is super gay the plan was to have for that this, for is, them to this have is the sex. only saving gay grace of this sex. episode is cable and wolverine slash that's it i mean also bishop slash i just kind of like it's both cable and bishop pining over wolverine it That's... is cute. They're both traveling back in time so that they can bone Wolverine. Also Gambit at one point because, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, Gambit so. randomly screams, what about Wolverine at one point in this episode? Like he and has I was his like, where's Morph moment in this. He does. That's later. But it's okay. important to mention so it. It is important. So then uh, then we go to Beast who's the being press, interviewed by the press, doing... which we didn't see this before, but it doesn't no, change anything. This is actually a new scene, but it doesn't fucking matter. You're right. It's so just Beast him going into the courtroom. a little press conference before the Senate committee hearing that we already saw in the last episode and this time the press conference is i guess just another expository summary of the information we already know which is beast being like hey here's this 
virus or something. Yeah, I don't so, even remember yeah, because he, I didn't I mean, write he it didn't down even get really bored. a chance to talk about it. So they go into the room and everyone's gone except for these empty telephone booths. And then suddenly one of the one of the phones... reporters goes over and like calls his his editor probably and is like, "I think this is going to be a big story." Again, fucking pointless scene that we don't need. And then <laughs> we pan over to Cable, who's also standing in a telephone booth well, as well, no, and he like teleports yet, because, into it. I guess. Yeah, he, we see the phone fall off the hook and he teleports out of the phone and i was like <laughs> this is before the matrix even happened i know and then cable quotes a like 1980s at&t commercial which is <laughs> time to reach out and touch someone which why the fuck would cable know that tagline it was like too old even then in the show which i heard him say and i was like why is that so fucking familiar i didn't even I see it, see, it and oh I my was god like, oh right at&t used to have that as their tagline i'm glad and you like, got it because me the nostalgia freak did not recognize it i thought it was just him being gay and also wrote what the fuck is happening i mean it is it does seem really gay because he pops out of the phone book and says time to reach out and touch someone i, think, I assume wolverine don't know i don't that know that's an at&t commercial you're like cable what's happening i don't know so cable hears all the shit going on is like yeah which we don't even get to see one of the most interesting scenes in the previous episode (laughs) and cable is standing on the other side of the door being like sounds like a fight is breaking out in there (laughs) and then all the security shows up and he like throws like a little ball at that that like creates a force field it's like a sonic grenade is what i called it in my notes because it emits like a sound blast that like prevents them from moving i don't know which i don't know why like why is he preventing the security guys from going into the room and breaking up the fight i, I didn't don't even know understand so he that. kicks open the door and there's a friends of humanity member stand there and the friends of humanity person's like hey and cable's like <laughs> next time try stealing candy from a baby and i'm like what is this line what that is it doing here are you like comparing sense. stealing the mutants rights to stealing candy from a baby because that's not at all a metaphor that works i mean maybe he's comparing like challenging him no, that doesn't make any sense either. I, I got nothing. I, I can't know. explain this at all. I can't explain it at all. So anyway, he try. I think he just beats up that guy, and then Wolverine hops in. And, and Wolverine's like, all like, I'm going to challenge Cable now, because as soon as I see Cable, all I want to do is fight him. And I think Cyclops or somebody is like, Wolverine, can you fucking focus on fighting the Nazis? And he's like, nope, I got to fight Cable. Fuck it. And they start fighting, and Cable uses his teleportation abilities to evade Wolverine, and Cable says, you're pretty fast, but a bit outdated, which is a joke about how he has this futuristic tech, except Wolverine, like, takes it extremely personally. I know, he was like, like, I'm not old! And I'm like, you are old, though. Hold on, Wolverine. Wolverine, you're like a hundred years old, but okay, (laughs) are you just mad that somebody pointed it out? Because that seems to not have been, like, a problem for you in the past. I mean, maybe he actually does remember his past, but he, like, has amnesia to, like, prevent to let anyone know how old he is. I just thought it was funny that he was, like, so deeply insulted by that. I mean, me too. I read that. trying to beat the shit out of Cable. Beast kicks him butt. Cyclops' mask falls off, and Beast gets it back for him. Um, Meanwhile, Graydon Creed still has the virus, and he still gives the virus to himself. Also, there's Which, a scene here where Cable, like, uses telekinesis to catch something, and I was like, wait, what are... <laughs> Cable just has like, infinite powers suddenly thanks to this evil cube that isn't explained. I mean, he like, does I have don't... telekinesis. That is that is correct, but it's just, like, in this show, like, but he I just has a bunch of random powers, powers. right? He has, like, all these shining beams that he's shooting out. But that's that's my point. It's like, I don't... I can't tell what's happening. What's coming out of his hand, his arm, his gun, his eye. Like, there's a part where he's, like, his eye yeah, turns red, he has his and eye, he has but then he night doesn't vision. Use it really. Yeah, I... Oh, no, he's got, like, thermal 
normal vision it's like all these i don't know i i do think a lot of this is canon but it's just really not I well feel done like in this. this version of cable he is presented not even necessarily as a mutant but just as like a, a terminator <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean he all of his powers are sort of depicted as like technological at least in this version of him which is weird it's but anyway. techno organic yeah great point okay anyway so, okay so this was this is another example of what we were talking about none of this happens differently Graydon still gets poisoned by his own virus and this time i don't even understand why because yeah nobody's all watching them around yet. him yeah no one's watching him anymore so like i think there's a couple cameras left in the room which like i don't know why but there there's like a couple reporters i mean they must still, they must but, to be there because beast like manages to pull up the footage later right exactly so like Graydon Creed is still performing pretending that the mutants gave him this virus but it's just weird because there's mutants all around him so he could still try to infect one of them which was his original plan it's just stupid it I mean make, I'm just yeah, pointing out it's I, another I example know. of something that could have changed in this episode and for no reason at all didn't change I know I and know so meanwhile Gene's like reading Cable's mind and we see a bunch of flashes that we can't really tell what the fuck is happening and Gene just goes I think and- she sees Apocalypse though she like sees Apocalypse in Cable's mind and oh, is confused that's right. by it because she's like, why does Cable know Apocalypse? But doesn't tell anyone else that she saw this. Well, also, she's, 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 she's just she's standing stupid. there and she goes, no, it can't be. And Cyclops is like, what? And Jean's like, I can't talk Nothing. about it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then meanwhile, Cable body slides away with Wolverine, which apparently is within his power to do. Like he can teleport. Like he's basically Nightcrawler with this technology yeah. now. And then it was like, okay, we need to go follow Graydon. And Gambit's the only one who's like, where's what Wolverine? About Wolverine? Yeah, like, Which, where's my boyfriend? Yeah, I thought that was And, like, cute. Cyclops is like, um, we have to go stop the plague. So then we go back to, like, this weird <laughs> garage that Cable's in. and Yeah, like, Cable teleported Wolverine to, like, his private okay, trailer. I mean, we'll get to this because there's a couple scenes here. And, like, the second one, I definitely think they fucked. Like, yeah, they 100%. Did. Like, they extremely did, but we'll get there. So first they teleport to the middle of fucking nowhere. And Wolverine says, let's finish it here. And Cable says... I'd love to, but right now I need your help. And I was like, this is the gayest I shit thought, I've I, ever I, I seen. I thought it was like, life. let's fuck right here. Like, that's what <laughs> yeah. I was getting at. It was, it was extremely homoerotic. So, anyway, Cable does what he hasn't been able to do with Bishop, which is try to explain what was going on, except Wolverine doesn't believe him, unfortunately. Yeah. And he's he, like, I'm from the future. I knew Apocalypse in my future. Apocalypse is the person who's behind the techno virus. And Wolverine goes, yeah, right. Apocalypse teamed up with the tooth fairy which i thought was pretty funny because like in this version as far as wolverine is concerned like apocalypse would never be affiliated with the friends of humanity or anybody or the else that's fairy. making the virus happen well yeah that's the joke is like, i know i know none of this is none of this seems real so okay but I, the funnier part to me is that wolverine puts his hand at his door to leave and kill was like I sorry i can't let you do that and then it cuts to outside to a guy walking past like this motel that they're in so it's not a garage <laughs> it's like a motel and there's like a huge flash and a gunshot goes off the guy stops to look at the window shrugs it keeps walking and i'm like honestly what the hell again like i laughed really hard into, at that into what humans feel about mutants these days like in Which this is time like, just completely indifferent about all of it just like, like n- no longer having the capacity to give i mean shit. i know we like, like okay so i know we were joking while while we were like texting each other while watching this and we we're like there's no politics going on here but like 
by like joking here the politics here is that like all this shit Honestly, is just everyone's just, like we've seems like invented about, politics right. for this because we've like dredged it out of nothingness we're like inventing the fact that this I is mean, an indictment of the desensitization of humans <laughs> in this world to like mutant violence that's just happening all around oh them. my god all right Which so is some real shit well, let's keep going because okay, we're so almost then, done surprisingly i know thank god this episode is terrible guys don't watch it so we're back in the blackbird same fucking scene beast pulls up the video footage of the shit they all just did and he looks at it and he's like look the friends of humanity guy gave the virus to himself and then gene touches her head and suddenly remembers she has important exposition to share with the group because <laughs> she saw the vision of apocalypse in cable's brain but and then for reasons i not... will never understand she doesn't tell anyone well, she's like she we have a new scene here where her exposition is just cable is really important to our future and that's all yeah. we get. And I was like, okay, she doesn't Jean. say, I saw that Cable knows Apocalypse. Or that I Cable's saw... our child. Like, <laughs> we have to live so we can produce this person in the future. Yeah, she's just, she just like touches Cyclops' arm and she's like, Cable's important. I got a vision about it. And he's like, okay, honey, sure. Like, that's the extent of her fucking powers. Oh my God. Okay, so then we're so done anyway, with that. We're done with that. Smash cut to Wolverine in bed. Oh my which... God. He like is waking up from bed, like, the sheets are like, like all ruffled up and like <laughs> he just like gets up and i was like wait did they just fuck like is that, that literally what just happened obviously my immediate thought but anyway so cable wakes him up by throwing a bucket of water on i him thought that was really funny actually stuff. it is really funny um and he's i don't remember the lines here i didn't write them down i was too busy being excited that they fucked yeah me too and that's they... exactly what i did too it said wolverine's just pissed <laughs> off that they have to teleport again because like he's going along with it now yeah and so i guess i guess cable convinced wolverine by sucking his dick like that's the only way this could have worked right yeah now they're on the same side because they've they've fucked and so they love each other now oh, so they well, teleport to the evil like mansion that we remember the evil mansion from the previous episode it's basically the same as the x-mansion except it's the friends of humanity mansion yeah we actually get evil. to see this entire scene again where they're punching nazis which i was, I was fine with because i was like that doesn't yeah. really get old it just was, it was like slightly long. different shots so i was like impressed that they animated something slightly differently uh this time gene has the exact same useless vision as before which is that before they enter the mansion she's like they have another lab underground and cyclops is like can you see anything in the lab and she like sees the vision of apocalypse and is like oh no <laughs> i know but now she's had multiple visions of him because of cable and she still like hasn't told anyone she still can't figure out how to communicate to the group that it is apocalypse that she's seeing i mean she it would be helpful if you did Jim, because he's a really strong dude i know but it, she can't do it anyway cyclops blows a hole in the ground with his his vision and everybody follows him into the ground into the basement and cable also follows them this time yep and, and down in the basement graydon's asking for a cure from apocalypse but before Same apocalypse can even like fucking scene. yeah nothing the only thing has that, changed okay the all. only the only thing that's different here you know in the last episode i was like there was that huge explosion of the, the test tube that looked like the thing that wolverine was yes, in and i was this, like this is where it finally changes is that the situation with the test tube yeah, although and i had theorized that it had something to do with wolverine and like i was right yes and i think i just subconsciously right. remembered that or i just looked really good did. at understanding the x-men probably did basically so, cable's solution for this which is obvious as soon as you think about it is that since wolverine has a healing factor if he gets 
the technovirus, he'll be able to heal from it instantly, which means his body will be creating the antibodies necessary for the cure to the virus that anybody else could use. But so anyway, Apocalypse transforms into Apocalypse. He starts shooting beams at everybody. And so what's stupid about this is that Cable doesn't like push wolverine into the tube no it's just that wolverine happens to be standing next to it like while apocalypse hits somebody else who like bumps into i think in the last episode i think that still happened but bishop pulled him out of the way first and i think that's the only difference i don't know because this time what happens is the tube breaks all over wolverine and it's liquid i guess and the liquid gets all over wolverine and then he gets infected with the virus Fights and it. then heals from it and then and then cable's like haha apocalypse i've stopped your plague because oh, it's creating way. the antibodies and apocalypse <laughs> is like my virus and he gets in a little bubble and it's like leaves okay i forgot to mention this but as soon as cable runs into the basement the first time he starts screaming at apocalypse i'm cable remember my name is cable apocalypse remember it and then at the end of the scene he says the same thing again it's like oh. as though we in the audience didn't already know that he knows the same apocalypse in the future. Like we're fucking idiots or something. Like why does he keep screaming that? Just like, it's why? so dumb. I don't. Oh my God. Anyway, apocalypse floats away in a purple bubble, which again, I didn't really understand because he has the power to kill all the X-Men. That's, here that's what beams. I was saying. Like we already saw that one time. And this time he's just like, Oh no. And he like <laughs> leaves it a little like bubble. He's like, I'm mad you destroyed my virus, so I'm just gonna leave. Uh, so everybody's running away, and then while they're running away, Bishop just, like, bounces back to his future. He doesn't say yeah. bye. He's just like... Also, Psst. Beast still saves Graydon Creed and says, remember, Mr. Creed, a mutant saved your life, except we already know, according to you, that Mr. Creed isn't gonna give a fuck about it. Yeah. Uh, the house blows up. Bishop goes back to his future, and for some reason, Wolverine's skeleton is still there. Yeah, But this so... time when Bishop is like, hey, Forge, how's that plague going? Forge is like, what plague? And Bishop is like, ha, 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 ha. I'll tell you about it sometime. <laughs> it's just a rip roaring. Forge is just time. actually standing there and be like, Who are you? <laughs> How do you know my name? All right, okay. <laughs> then we go back to the 90s. Um, Beast is investigating Wolverine's health. Wolverine seems totally fine. Oh, and yeah, but, uh, this is when Beast is wearing that like really ugly green polo. Yeah, Beast is, like, has terrible fashion sense, the poor Jubilee could have helped him Although out. I don't know. previously, at the Senate committee hearing, Beast was just only wearing underwear. Like, those are the two options that we get with Beast, is that he's wearing his underwear, which is his costume, which is basically being naked, or he's wearing really ugly outfits. Those yeah. are the two settings. I mean, I guess I could buy that. I could buy that Beast, even before he became, like, blue and hairy, would have terrible fashion sense, because he seems like that kind of, like, level of, like... Like, it's just, it's not a priority for him, you know? Yeah, like, like he cares too much about microscopes and antibodies and stuff he's not he's too busy to think about like whether a green polo goes with with blue fur which it really doesn't yeah because of the original five x-men like warren worthy didn't already have like the fashion quota covered so yeah great point and iceman (laughs) so wolverine's antibodies are great and exciting and beast is fucking pumped about it because he's a nerd and then back in the future wait 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 wait. can we mention the part where wolverine is like so am i clearing and both gene and storm and like rogue and everyone's like gasping in anticipation and it's like is he gonna die and beast is like <laughs> no he has a healing factor like he you know he has like a healing factor also we went over this healed. while we were all down in the basement together remember yeah. that it's just <laughs> no like all the girls at like wolverine's banging is just like suddenly yeah, like they're really all, they're all like oh crying about the prospect of him actually getting hurt in some way and they're like oh phew all right so then we go back <laughs> to the future 
and cable is there and tyler is there his son tyler is there yep. and he hugs tyler and he goes wolverine's antibodies did protect the future after all which tyler doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about like, i know he's just coming back to the future and just saying a complete nonsense phrase to his also son. the future and, is still shitty it looks like so what good did any of it do well tyler's alive and oh, he's good. not exploding into a bunch of lightning bolts so it turns out the cable did the right thing i don't well, anyway, know. the fucking end. That's where it ends. God, what a bad episode. <laughs> like, just top to bottom, what a piece of shit. You know, it's so funny that, like, last week, when we, or the last time we were recording, I was like, we have to rewatch this whole episode again next week. And you're like, oh, no. And I'm like, no, it's really bad. Like, and I'm not going to be happy about it. I was because I was like, it'll be fun to see Cable going back to this episode and, like, commenting on, on the shit that's unfolding. But he doesn't. No, he it's just like does not nothing. He just like gets in the way. Like really all he needed to do was like push Wolverine into the test tube at the very end. That's it. That's like five seconds of something yeah, different happening. I love time travel movies and I keep on referencing Back to the Future 2 because it's such a good example. There's other great movies out there. I love the movie Millennium from the 80s, which is like a really obscure like time travel movie. But like you should watch it. I've never seen that. We'll movie. put that on the list. Yeah. All those movies contribute something like either you okay so well, that's the, kind of the here, point here, right the i mean the whole point of a time travel story is you revisit something that already happened to you and you change it if you don't change right. it then like why the fuck are you so there you're either getting alternate scenes or you're getting a part of the story that hasn't been told to the audience yet like that's what yeah. millennium rolls is that like we kind of like start somewhere in the middle and then halfway through the more movie it goes back to the time travel part and then goes to the beginning of all of it and then you kind of put those pieces together and you know back in the future too it's like here's all the different like scenarios that can happen just by changing little things and it's like and fun and it's sort of a yeah comedy. but we're, we're not getting any kind of like differences here it's just a pointless mindless we're saving the future but like we get to the future there is no plague for bishop's future but it's still shitty so we're like okay what's still wrong with it and same with cables so it's like what did you guys actually save yeah i don't know and i i think Ah, God, I have nothing to say. I really hated this. And I was so sad that like, to think that this was the episode that we had, that we had and that we have nothing to say about it. But whatever, I guess we can try to talk about politics. I mean, we invented some. Okay, so the politics that I've invented during this is that the humans were just like consistently through this being like, seems about right. Like, guys, movie teleporting to the middle of the road with giant laser guns seems normal, which currently at this point, like, shit happened today, and it was tragic. Okay, so today, like, in the town I live in, that the car that, if you guys are listening to this and you heard about the car that slammed into the hospital and then, like, lit yeah. on fire, and the guy lit himself on fire and was trying to blow up the hospital, that's down the street from where I live. And it was, like, we had a really, like, sort of serious conversation about it earlier, Maddie and I, and, like, we're like, I, I, I don't want to get into it. But then also, well, yeah, but I mean, also, obviously, the other thing in the news, at least this week, is school, the school shooting. Yeah, and that's like, another. So people are thinking thing. a lot about like tragedies and how you react to them. And this is sort of like a comedic way to think about it. But like it, I mean, I feel like you do get desensitized to these things. And it's actually like a pretty significant problem that makes it really hard to like fight or like the importance of what's really happening to you and like being mindful of what's going on or like and you, like you it's... know like how we get on twitter every day and like literally any single time like anything happens politically we see online or everyone we know just being like 
we just turn on the news and we're like what crazy shit are we gonna see today like it's yeah. just expected and i feel like i already point. see i feel like i see people being exhausted before i even see what the news is you know so it's like i'm already primed yeah that's actually true that I, i'm gonna confirm that maddie does this every day where like i say did you see this thing and maddie goes no i just don't even check the news because like i already see it like going <laughs> off on twitter and like i just i well i mean i try to i obviously try to keep up but it's kind of it's difficult it's like an actual difficulty i can't believe that this is the topic that we're discussing with this fucking I, okay episode. i was gonna say uh, this is definitely not what's presented the episode just like, no it isn't in, it's, in, it's more just that this is what's already on our minds today given like the news cycle that we're in and i i mean i think it's kind of interesting how the show portrays it in its own way like the humans are in the background of all of these absurd scenes i kept thinking about the the security guys who are trying to rush in and they just get stopped by like the futuristic sonic grenade and it's I like know. why the fuck is that even happening it's like just <laughs> this absurd shit is happening and like yeah. humans are just also there but there's like there's nothing you can say politically about like trying to st- i mean i guess you could say that we have to work together to create a future that we all want that's something you I could mean, state. sure, but, but like, like good it's not fucking real... luck. I because know, right? we've got the Friends I mean, of Humanity this, or, you know, neo-Nazis in our timeline. Well, literally, who are, according like, to like shit all X-Men everybody. futures, even in the comic books, like they're all shitty. Like no matter which way it goes, just like the future of the Marvel Universe apparently just goes to shit for like I think what that's it could kind be like Apocalypse. Though. It could be Kane the Conqueror. It could be like any fucking thing. It could be fucking Thanos. Like we never fucking uh, that's know. That's kind of why. I mean, we talked about this on the Bishop episode eight ages ago where i was sort of trying to defend bishop because i think it still ultimately is a really interesting story because like in bishop's storyline he's usually trying to prevent the mutant holocaust or prevent other terrible things from happening or whatever right, right, right. and so he has this really pure motivation for going back in time he's constantly fucking up but he's always trying to do the right thing and like this episode is the same way it's a shittily done episode but it's presenting the same thing which is like these two hapless dudes are showing up and they're trying to be allies and they're trying to like help a situation and whether that be the riot or whatever and there's also a throwaway line in here where cable is looking at the friends of humanity and he says wow look at this scum of the earth i can't believe that in a way i am on their side because i'm also trying to stop bishop do you remember that line that he says yeah that's like the closest that this episode comes to making any statement is that moment where cable kind of realizes like wow we sure have gotten ourselves into like this fucked up mess because we are ultimately trying to do something for the greater good as the cube says (laughs) but we can't see how to get there because the nitty-gritty of it all is like just impossible to wade through but, you know, luckily Wolverine exists, so he can save the day for everybody and yeah, fuck everybody. I was going to say, also, he saves everyone and you get laid by Wolverine, which seems like a good deal to me. Like, Why don't we have the equivalent one, of that sale. in our world? Like, I, I mean, where is where is the Wolverine where, who can, I like, ask this solve every all day. of our problems? I literally get onto this podcast and every week I say, if you are Wolverine, call me. Great perfect honestly all right that's it that's as many politics as i can wring out of this just there's nothing garbage in bag here of nothing. I, there actually really is nothing in here and there like is as i said why i even found that was because we were making a it's, joke it's amazing and that i was we like managed... okay but this is like literally like how I, we feel in well, our current society feel. i think that's part of why you were like displacing that emotion onto those characters because like it's how we already feel and that's legitimate even though it's just our personal rating of the episode today uh, yeah that's true but i i do feel like that there's no action 
actual like political value in no, here. No, there's nothing because even really. the Friends of Humanity, like we don't see any of that, so we don't. They're barely know. in it. And like the cube, though, that cube is suspect. Anyway, do we want to? What do we want to do next? Do we want to do? It should be who's that X Men? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Who's that X Men? So this is I also genuinely don't know who it is. This is this is also going to be short because it's the only character in here that I felt like I had to take any time to explain because it's not explained. Can I it guess is. who yes. it is? Is it Tyler? Yeah, it's Tyler Dayspring, also known as yeah, Genesis. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Tyler. He has no point in this episode, but I felt like if I was going to do a spotlight X-Men, I'm just going to do this because... Yeah, because I don't think he's going to come up again. I know he does. But does I don't. He? I don't oh, think it's okay. like really big. But what I do know is that like the version of him in this show is kind of weird. But to be fair, Tyler Dayspring is also a weird character where they haven't quite hashed out his origin. So also he was first drawn by Rob Liefeld. So that's one problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's been like theories about whether or not he's actually Cable's son or if he's the nephew like maybe he's Strife's son but nobody's really sure the best that we can get to is that like at some point Cable adopted Tyler so that's it and his powers include because he does have powers he he can project solid holograms of memories of others and has advanced knowledge of technology yeah that first power though is really fucking weird yeah like, like he can see- project holograms of other people's memories. Like yeah, what? well, I guess he could like project a hologram of like somebody's memory so they could see it and relive it, which is kind of like good and bad. Yeah. So anyway, so he was raised by Cable, and I, I've never known how to pronounce it. It's either Alia or Alia. I think it's Alia Summers, um, and it was part of the Ascani clan. And as a teen, Tyler was abducted by a Strife and corrupted in quotes, and he worked <laughs> as one of Strife's soldiers until he kidnapped Don Silk, who was one of Cable's friends, and to save her, Cable had to, like, shoot Tyler, even though it was his son, and then we presume Tyler was dead, but he wasn't, and then he came back to life and was all bitter that his father shot him. Kind of sounds like a mystique situation. <laughs> then he traveled back in time to the present and took the identity Tolliver, so there was this character running around in the current comics called Tolliver for a little while, and I wrote, definitely a realistic and normal name to blend in with. <laughs> It sounds kind of like Gulliver, like Gulliver's Travels. I know, Tolliver's Travels. Um, And he was an illegal (laughs) weapons merchant wearing a rubber mask, in which parentheses I said, he's the merchant in Resident Evil. It's all connected. (laughs) What are you buying? Uh, What are you selling? No one knows what we're talking about. Except they all do, because everybody's a fan of Resident Evil, right? I just got distracted by my dog, who looks like the dog from that same game. (laughs) It's that dog. It is that dog. All right, so Tyler wanted to punish everyone who ever hurt him at one point and obviously he wanted to hurt cable the most so he sent the six pack to fight him and eventually they all wound up disbanding fighting cable and end up hating cable also and then during the time that cable is running the new mutants and the x-force tyler hired copycat to kidnap domino and post shreds her on the team which i can't remember if i've talked about that during cable's spotlight episode i don't think i did but There was a period of time when Domino was first introduced into the series. It wasn't actually Domino because Domino had been replaced by Copycat at that point already. That's like Domino's entrance to the X-Men. So then Cable found out and freed Domino. And during that, Tyler tried to make an escape and his helicopter exploded and he was presumed dead again. Cable never really told anyone that Tyler was his son. And at some point, Cannibal did ask him about them. Cable's like, oh, he's just a friend. (laughs) 
But then eventually he told the truth to the X-Force because I guess he was like, maybe I should tell them the actual, like, information because these time travelers can't fucking talk for some reason or present any kind of idea. And then later on, when Tyler turns out not to be dead again, he takes on the identity Genesis, which is, like, the most common name we actually know him as at this point. And, like, if you look at X-Men comics, you hear that the term Genesis is generally referencing him. And during that, he just considered himself to be the heir of Apocalypse. And he's the one that turned Wolverine into death and tried to rebond the adamantium to his skeleton. But that all backfired because it just made Wolverine go feral. And so Wolverine then killed him. And that was the end of him for real that time. Unless there's some other comic that I've missed, which is possible because nobody actually really cares about this character. And during a near-death experience, Cable did meet the spirit of his son, saying that he had found peace in the afterlife, but then it was kind of like retcon to be a hallucination. Hmm. And that's who that kid is. And he also looks nothing really like that at any point in time. It's just like, it, they conceptually took the idea of Tyler and just kind of stuck him into the episode. And I was like, no, I have to talk about this because A, there's no new characters, and B, like there's just this kid running around. And I think most people, when they know about Cable at this point, uh, unless you're a longtime X-Men fan like us, associate Cable with Hope instead. Yeah, uh, although Hope isn't ever his kid, but it's still like if Cable's got a baby well, I around mean, him. Yeah, she calls him dad and stuff like she's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. raised by him. In this, so. Tyler looks like so little and adorable and has like a Backstreet Boys haircut and stuff. Yeah, and pretty much with a bunch in of the like art I've seen of him, bullshit. he doesn't look anything like that. He He's looks like, like in the comics, he has like lawn hair and like yep. is screaming and smiling and laughing. <laughs> yeah. Getting butt yeah. fucked by Mr. Sinister probably. I mean, um, one can only hope, you know? I mean, when is Mr. Sinister going to show up again? Can I don't know. This show was much episodes? better when he was here with his, like, team of, like, glamour stars. Lipstick and I his know. teeth. Oh, yeah, my well, God. I think the next episode that we have after this is A Rogue's Tale. So I think we're going to be watching something that we've seen before, but it'll be Oh, different. my God. Because that, that, that much I can I, say. Oh, my God. That episode involves a lot of screaming. I can tell you that right now. So season two appears to be mostly origin stories for these characters with some time yeah. travel just throw in there for fun yeah and also like magneto and xavier are still just exploring the savage land on their gay vacation together yeah which i really just slowly thought the idea that it's being filmed by mr sinister because they're they're the new stars of his new reality tv show i mean (laughs) i know mojo actually does this like as his character in another world and that is literally what mojo does but it's far funnier to me if it's mr sinister like creating himself like his own like soap opera to watch i mean that's what i think i think it is that except the difference is that mr sinister doesn't release it to the public it's literally just only he is watching it and he doesn't see the need i mean maybe he invites the sinister clones over to watch it with him I mean, maybe so not... maybe the nasty boys can sit on it i, I don't mean know. while we're on this reverie maybe we should talk about who's gay yeah speaking of sitting on it the So it's it's very obvious that it's Wolverine and Cable, right? Oh my I god! Mean, I mean, they had a scene there that like any fan fiction writer would have taken advantage of, like in seconds. It, it, you don't even need to. They're in a, any they're of the in a motel together, and like Wolverine wakes up on the bed, and Cable's like, "We got some work to do," and <laughs> I'm like, 
Oh my god. It's just like I assume they fucked at that point. That's it. And there's also they a shout out have. to Wolverine and Bishop. and Bishop. And also a shout out to Wolverine and Gambit because Gambit, his only line in the entire episode was to question where Wolverine was. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, while we're just shouting things out, let's shout out Beast and Wolverine at the end because Beast is so <laughs> fascinated by Wolverine's beautiful body and its antibodies, oh my which god. is so exciting and he just can't wait to study also them more. Also that, that hot sex scene between Apocalypse and Gritty Creed, that was is, oh. like top-notch stock <laughs> i can't get on board oh my god okay no it's definitely cable wolverine i'm super shipping that at this point because i'm like yeah, i'm yeah, into yeah. it i'm here which i want to watch it like it I makes sense get on board for it well cable, I, I... cable and wolverine in the comics actually do work together a lot and then when they don't it's like deadpool and wolverine and deadpool and wolverine like have like the same fucking history so yeah i feel like deadpool and wolverine is like a pairing of his own but yeah i mean cable deadpool is obviously the more go-to for cable yeah and also it we can mention here that in the comics it's never been explicitly said yet but there has been sort of like hints that but cable is bisexual because it seems that he may actually have feelings for deadpool they've never outright said it didn't we do a cable history episode where we talked about that yeah 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 because like we're talking about how like it was clear that it was happening for deadpool deadpool wanted to like fuck cable well deadpool's canonically pansexual yeah exactly but cable isn't except he should be except the writers are afraid because they're cowards right the end and so <laughs> but maybe ryan reynolds and his determination to make deadpool more pansexual in the movies well you know that trailer just dropped so we'll see what happens i don't know i mean they might just make a bunch of jokes about it but not ever really have anything happen i think that's more realistically what's gonna happen i think that's more likely but i think it would be cool if they actually had them kiss or something i mean ryan reynolds i think it would make straight boys uncomfortable and i think and it would probably be like ryan reynolds deadpool would just like jump on cable give him like a non-consensual kiss which is not okay either it's like can we just like i hope they don't do that because i feel like it would be more fun to to, like make all of the straight boys who are obsessed with Deadpool feel any semblance of empathy realizing that the character that they like is actually pansexual you yeah know? i mean like, it would just I be agree. cool that would be if great they did that i would be but down anyway, for that. i don't know i will see none of that is relevant to this except that cable is by the end yeah i uh, guess that's that for gay characters yeah there's i mean storm and rogue don't get any screen time together in this so no, we can't they even don't do we want to rate the episode? By the way, we should rate last week's episode, too, because we forgot to do that oh last God. time. Oh, God. Last week's episode, I don't... I don't know. What, I liked it. I, can't, I mean... I was, I was going to say, like, a 3.5, because it was my favorite. I was but also going to say like, 3.5. Yeah, it's, like, not my favorite, but it was, like... It, it was fun. Interesting, and I liked the situations presented by the Friends of Humanity and, like, the setup of the story. This episode, mm-hmm. I give it a one. Yeah, I give it like a zero. Are we allowed to do that? You can, but like I reserve that I for something that's like really one. bad. Because like that's like, I mean, like 0.5 I'll give it a for one like... because Cable and Wolverine canonically had sex like, was, on yeah, screen. Yeah, pretty much. And then also like <laughs> I say those like zeros and 0.5s for stories like Wolverine like being racist in Alaska. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. That's a great point. It wasn't like actively offensive. Yeah. That, it could have been a lot worse, but it was so It's boring. so annoying. And like I was like one of those episodes episodes that i remembered and being like oh i don't even want to watch this for our show (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we made and, it. We, and did, we it. did it. And like, even during that, I was like, this is just as bad as I remembered it. Cause like, even like in rewatching stuff as an adult, I would just skip it. Mm-hmm. So like, I really I mean, haven't watched it since I was kid. It's just it. as bad as I remember. If anybody is listening to the show in the future and like deciding what they want to watch and rewatch, feel free to skip this app. You don't yeah. need to. We I just mean, recapped everything you needed to know. Plus, you can get everything out you need out of the first episode, and then just know at the end that Cable resolves it by like having Wolverine heal the virus, which seems like an obvious answer. It's so obvious first... that it's shocking that Beast didn't come up with it on his own the first time around. Yeah, like, he's supposed why... to be some genius scientist. He was too busy trying to pick up polos. <laughs> okay, and nobody do we was do... helping him. <laughs> no one was. Do we want to do some reader mail? Since I hear we have some. We do. We have a lot of reader mail. Let me open Yay! that shit right on up. This is the first of many today, and we're going to read all of them, guys, because, like, there's... I like reading this more than this episode, Also, for sure. we've got fuck all else to do. Let's let's get to it. I want you guys to write in more regularly like this. So this first one is from James, and he says, Hey, guys, I really liked your joke about how all the viewers are your X-Men team, and I want to call dibs on Nightcrawler's powers because being <laughs> able to teleport would be so convenient. In parentheses, like, really, not needing bus passes, being able to sleep in, like, an extra hour since you don't need to get the bus, obviously the best power. I think Katie would be down for that, too. Yeah. Also, I agree that Ryan definitely has Mr. Sinister powers, and I think Maddie would have some sort of time travel powers since we keep getting corrections from Maddie from the future in the podcast. That's a good point. Maybe I'm like a cable type of a character. I mean, you. I could see you. I don't think I'm Bishop. I'm too smart for that. No, but I could totally see you like in the (laughs) post-apocalyptic garb that like cable wears with like all the tech and like the ragged clothing. Yeah, plus I'm like super into robots and shit. I like this actually. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like half cyborg. Mm -hmm. Uh, Glad you guys are feeling better after your cold. Looking forward to the next episode. Well, no, now I have a cold, so... <laughs> it might just you. be allergies. I'm hoping think, it is. Yeah, I hope it's allergies too. I We've can't been getting tell. all these weird weather changes around here. Yeah, thanks, Storm. Storm. Uh, this next one um, is from Clinton, and they write, "Hi, I'm a longtime listener, but first time emailer. I've been meaning to email for a bit, but kept forgetting. On the second episode of your podcast, when you watched the first episode of X Men: The Animated Series, you joked about Wolverine smelling ozone." to track laser beams, but that's relatively reasonable for him to do. Get ready for this, Maddie. Electricity (gasps) discharging through the air produces ozone, which a laser could potentially do as well, and that has a distinctive smell. It is a bit out there to think those types of lasers could produce enough ozone to be noticeable, but it's also out there for Professor X to keep forgetting he has telepathy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for taking my email. P.S. This is great. I, I am unsure what music would best fit the actual show, but cupcake which is the one with two k's i I might i think it might be pronounced cupcake i don't know definitely duck duck goose definitely fits the version of the show you come up with i'm gonna look it up because i have no idea what that song is maybe i'll put on a sample in this very episode so the listener can hear whatever it is good good idea Look down to your dick and tell him I won't disappoint it. Pussy on punishment if she miss a dick appointment. Sloppy Toppy for Poppy Lee, Sloppy Joe Shook. I only call you Captain because your dick is off the hook. Thank Thanks you. for the mail. I like that theory. I forgot about that ozone joke in there and how many jokes we told about I it. I like it when our fans are people listening to the show will write in and be like well actually this is I'm how it works to this episode well, also no, i like that people like, are listening back to old apps that's I like, good yeah, me too and i like the people who will go back and like correct some of our like science that we clearly <laughs> don't know what we're talking I mean, about I, from what i remember of that episode i don't think that was the intention of the joke but i really because they're telling a joke about 
the ozone layer depleting, right? Yeah. Because it was the 90s and that was what we were all worried about. Oh, yeah. But in the context of like actual science, it's just funny that it has a double meaning. Anyway, thanks for the mail. Yeah, thank you. This next one comes from Nate, a.k.a. Kurt Leet or Kurt Leet, which I'm frequent, frequent atomic blue fan. Yeah. This is like, this was great because this is somebody who's commented on a bunch of our YouTube channel, like videos. And it was always like, who is this person that like references our Gino episodes? Because they're my hero right now because I've been writing Gino for 20 years and now somebody beyond Maddie and I are making references to it. So they wrote into our show and he writes, Ryan and Maddie surprise mofos. I listened to all 10 minutes of the plug section every episode, partially because it's hilarious how embarrassed Maddie gets about how much stuff there is to plug, but mostly because occasionally there's content that I hadn't heard about yet, such as Warcraft Valley. Loved the app, by the way. Although I have to wonder if all the Bishop centric episodes are actually backdoor pilots for an animated series about a bumbling brawny black time traveler who keeps messing up the timeline. Every episode would end up with him finding out what went wrong, jumping into the time machine, sighing, saying, here we go again. Roll credits. Anyway, keep up the good work. Also, let us listeners know the best way to watch the animated series now that it's off Hulu, in parentheses, again. Illicit memes. Uh, yeah. I have no good news for you. Some we of us like watching the show not. along with you. Thanks. Um, I'm sure we'll be back up on a streaming service. It'll be cause... back somewhere. For the moment, I won't reveal how we've been watching it, but I'll let the listener figure it out. <laughs> um, There's only really one way to do it. Yeah, by the DVDs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so... It, it bounces back between like Netflix and Hulu all the time. Like for a really long time, it was at Netflix, and then in the past year or two, it's been on Hulu. So my guess is either they're going to recontract it to like Netflix, or they're going to keep it on Hulu, or or it g- might end up on Amazon Prime, which is where Batman the Animated Series was for a long time. I'm not um, sure if it's still there, I, but unless, I mean, you never unless know. Disney actually starts that streaming service that everyone was so worried about that like just never happened. I don't know. I don't know um, if it's on Kiss Cartoon or not, but I know a lot of times there's. There's animated shows on there. Uh, that's how I watch Star Wars Rebels. I oh, that's a good idea. That. But sometimes there's slightly sketchy stream streaming services like Kiss Cartoon. Yeah, speaking of an, another show that shows. has a bunch of gay characters on it, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a whole other show about just that. Oh, my anyway, God. I would. That's not this show. Um, okay. So Claire also wrote into us, and this is pretty lengthy, so I don't know. I mean, just read it to me because I don't. I want to know what it says. Okay. <laughs> so... All right. Hey, guys. Glad to hear Maddie is on the mend from the flu. I will say that I drafted most of this before the news broke out about another mass school shooting. So it kind of feels weird and absurd to be writing about a kid's cartoon in the wake of that. That's so interesting because we just talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Trust us, Claire. We are on the same page with you. Yeah, on seriously. That I hope you and all the mu- other mutants out there are doing OK. I'm not going to spend any more time in this email on that. But be safe. Take care of yourself and don't shoot people. Bishop. Good advice. She didn't say Bishop. I said Bishop. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good advice for Bishop, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, or Cable. He also needs to fall into that category after they just yeah, like shot the lasers two of everywhere. Them are terrible role models when it comes really? to gun safety. All right. So I really like Tuesday's episode, even if the cube was a little bit wild. Time travel is generally not my favorite plot <laughs> device in sci fi or fantasy, but I think using it as a means to show how out of hand Friends of Humanity style ideologies can get is actually pretty effective. It would be hard for the show to have a plot focused on large-scale bigotry and paranoia like that without showing a prolonged build-up to it, without time travel or dimension hopping. I really want to hear what music everyone else 
thinks the X-Men listen to. I want to say Jubilee is a cool teen who listens to cool teen music, but I haven't been a teenager in a little bit, so I don't think I can even say what it is now. Do cool teens still listen to Grimes? <laughs> I hope so. I love Grimes. I like, I <laughs> but can... I'm not a cool teen anymore. I don't know. I know that like We the Kings Maybe is really popular. Maybe they listen to this this cupcake artist that we've only just heard about a few seconds ago. From I mean, I listen. I think listener. I listen to everything that kids do listen to now. I just I'm like unclear as to like what's the team. Ryan listens to like Spotify recommendations, so he keeps up with new music. Yeah, a but lot it's usually like rock stuff. So like I know what like is happening in the alternative rock scene usually. Claire, you shouldn't have asked us this because we are falling down a rabbit hole already. Is it, isn't Beyonce like still like hugely popular though? I mean, yeah, Beyonce's fucking amazing. Keep going. Keep reading the email. All right. Okay. Sorry. Um, Scott's kind of a hokey dork, and it shows. He pays for Spotify Premium and only listens to Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> the Eagles, and whatever cool songs I hear in the commercials. Those are his words, not mine. Oh my god. I love um, this. I do too. For Ryan's recommendation, I have been listening to some Insomniacs in the morning. You guys did a good job, but I wish I had known about it back then. It wasn't over a year behind. Brief thoughts. You could really see the view in Age's roots taking hold during that show because you talk about the X-Men basically every other episode, A+. Uh, Maddie, yes. congrats on the crowdfunded album. Ryan, it's nice to hear someone else who can't do 3D movies. It's not that I get motion sick or anything. I just have a hard time looking at the screen. I've seen these movies in 3Ds, and each time I just end up watching with one eye closed. Okay, that's that's great, because like I just take them off and just watch this like weirdly colored movie for the entire time, because I really have trouble seeing the 3D. The two of you need to stop paying extra money for 3D movies. I stopped going. Just go ahead and There was that. like a period of time where like it finally petered off, but like a couple years God, ago yeah. when Mary Ellen and I were seeing a bunch of movies together, I was like trying to find times that weren't in 3D, and it was really hard, and finally they still have the 3D movies, but they're they're in the minority now so it's like there'll be like one theater doing 3d and the rest are just playing movies normally because i think they figured out that like not everyone can see 3d yeah i and it's not good for your eyes i can actually see it fine no one cares but anyway my point is it's it's good that they're moving away from that because standard def is fine it it is really fine i can see things on my 3ds but that's because they like do tricks with mirrors also not good for your eyes but like it's better than whatever the fuck is Is happening actually not good for your eyes or is this just one of those things where you're just saying that Um, supposedly it's not good for your eyes because it's like shining all this unfocused imagery into your eyeballs i don't know listen i don't, I don't know if I don't, that's true I don't everybody know should google Clearly it and somebody not else take who can write about science advice. can write into our show at <laughs> the mutantages at gmail.com and will tell us how eyes work thank you cyclops's eyes you guys talk occasionally on that show about the upcoming release of wolverine 3 i assume you both saw logan did you ever talk about it on one of your shows did you like it how do you balance excitement about an X-Men movie having an Oscar-nominated screenplay with the disappointment of Mr. Sinister not showing up? These are all like <laughs> legitimate questions, though. They are legitimate questions. Did we ever do an Insomniacs in the Morning about Logan? I know we did one no. about Deadpool, and I know we did one about Civil War. Logan came out last year. Oh, so, so we weren't doing the show yeah, anymore, Yeah, we finished Insomniacs like a couple months before then, and we were on to the Mutant Ages. And I think we mentioned Logan on the Mutant Ages but we didn't talk about it because we're saving it for when we actually watch it for the show. I can tell you that, like, we both liked it a lot and we saw it with all our friends that we always see it in theaters with. I liked it. I think I liked it more than you did. I liked it um, the first time I walked. I watched it. And then when I was watching it again, I was kind of like, this is like, it's not a bad movie. Like, I don't have a problem with the way it's shot, but I just kind of feel like it's just an extension of, like, how shitty, like the x-men fox property is and like the way that they resolve that universe is just by killing everyone and that also (laughs) 
And also, I mean, X-23 is fantastic. I love everything about her. She is the best part of that whole movie. And they like really nailed that. And we are so lucky. And I'm thankful that we did get that. But I definitely had sort of like uh, the the problem I said before. But apparently I've been reading that there were like earlier drafts of the the script that like sort of got scrapped like while they were shooting in which they were going to still have a bunch of like the x-men show up and a bunch of mutants and they were going to be underground and so like basically mutants were going extinct but a lot of these characters we knew and love were still alive and that there was going to be a whole exchange with him and then Sabretooth that just never happened that kind of like changed things and also they had up until the last second decided to leave it purposely vague vague on to how all a bunch of the x-men died but they decided to like not say what it was but i guess it was originally planned to do that way and it's just like these little changes that i'm like why also it gets me super annoyed during the whole scene where wolverine fights like just a stronger clone of wolverine for like an hour and i was yeah, like yeah and that's Even and that's where time, i, fall I off wasn't the boat. super into that scene just because yeah. i was like this feels like a scene from another movie it feels like a scene from x-men origins which focused. didn't i didn't like yeah and you're right mr sinister wasn't there so i don't actually have like i don't dislike I the movie i think mr but, sinister like, would have been a really strange addition to logan because just tone wise that movie has such a I different feel if, than like, other x-men movies i just but i want mr sinister to be done right and it's not gonna happen no matter what i agree that that said though i am really disappointed that we got x-men apocalypse with fucking apocalypse instead of a mr sinister movie which would have been i mean really or fun. mr sinister in the apocalypse movie because they go hand but, in but hand why did they bother to cast oscar isaac as apocalypse the worst most boring character ever it's like such a waste of everyone's time it's, I know. it's just sad I know. we have a lot of complaints I, about whatever. a lot of the movies I, okay so basically Clara, I, to I answer your question that mr sinister wasn't in any of the movies so far but i also feel like things are changing so much now that i don't even we both talk about this constantly which should surprise no yeah. one no like, i know pretty much every know. day ryan and i are like trading theories with each other about like, what a texting previous each other could be. what we think the mcu and fox are going to do and like literally daily we have different ideas like because nobody knows absurd. and like by the time the deal nobody actually knows, closes which just I mean, gives you and me free license to talk about it fucking endlessly like what we think yeah, but so is do. the entire internet everybody's been talking about like what's going to happen with the x-men and the fantastic yeah form. you're right you're of right them having we're, saying we're the same thing the as us, they're like we don't know what's going to happen because by the time so the deal has happened but by the time anything could take effect it's going to be like a year or two from now and so it's very clear that fox well, but they're is pumping also still out movies shooting movies that they signed deals for yeah i mean we're getting off of claire's email but anyway that, i don't yeah. i don't re- remember what to we answer your question about. claire we are going to be doing a film between each season of all these different shows so next up is x2 so x-men and x2 are both movies we like and then like a lot of the other ones after that we can give or take i really enjoyed the wolverine episode where he goes to japan and there, mm-hmm. you know, I thought first class was fun, but mostly the parts I like about it is just Magneto and Xavier being gay. So a lot of people really like Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, Days of Future Past was the other one I really liked. So I I remember liking parts of it and and not liking other parts. Um, I remember just historically, I've always been disappointed with how the movies portray Storm. Oh, yeah, and it's like really bad in that too. It is really bad in that. So there's there's always going to be things I'm critical of with the movies, but um, I figure eventually we'll get to Logan, and it'll be interesting to watch that movie after it's been a while. I think yeah. like it'll probably be many like a year from now whenever like we finally get to it. Three thousand years from now. All right, I gotta finish yeah, this yeah. email. I'll keep going. Okay, 
I would also like to encourage anyone listening who is on the fence about writing in to do it, if for no other reason, to make me feel less weird about doing it so often and at such length. Take it from me. It's a real power <laughs> trip to have strangers read and comment on something you wrote, knowing it will be heard by millions of people. I assume yeah. you have millions of listeners. This show of is quite good. Do. <laughs> Uh, and she goes i know i summoned my inner mistress of the elements to work that leaf blower a few months back but i don't think her powers are actually what i would want in terms of characters i'd like the most i would say Jean gray as long as i've been aware of superpowers i've wanted telekinesis that said the character who i actually relate to the most is rogue i would bet it's true for many lgbtqa folks but the combined factors of her strong romantic feelings with her inability to truly express those feelings physically hits really hits something pretty hard i'd love to hear in whom or other listeners see yourselves in and or what po- other powers you would most like to possess although i think we know ryan's choice on that front <laughs> lastly as a reward for reading this long ass email i want you to know that i do in fact listen through the entire plug section everyone's talking about that today Yay! you guys have side get sidetracked during them pretty easily and there have been fun- some pretty funny stuff in there Plus, that's where I learned this email address that I'm constantly writing to now. See you next time, Clara. P.S. It's a day late, but happy ex-Valentine's Day, in which she sent a Valentine of Wolverine that she made, which has Wolverine, like, in his cartoon form. I think from this animated series, like, a later season. It's covered in hearts, and it says, Roses are red, violets are blue. They both taste bad, though. Where's more? where is morph it's the question on all of our minds that was That's a, great, a great email claire it was long but it was good and i also wanted to say um yeah if you want to tell us what powers you think you would have or what please do what powers you think we dibs. would have let us know i like the powers that we've already been that have already been bestowed upon us but i'm i'm open to hearing other potential maddie powers you, okay so i mean i know we joked about like about me being mr sinister because i want to be mr sinister we then we i think we did talk about what powers we actually would want right and i think i said i wanted to be more like archangel because i really wanted wings i think that's i don't think you said that i mean not on the show i, I mean surprised that i want to be like archangel everyone knows that already I mean, do they? I don't think we've ever talked about this. As a kid, I always wanted Jean Grey's powers as well, much like Claire. Um, But as an adult, I don't know if I would want them because it just seems really stressful to me. (laughs) I mean, telekinesis does seem really cool, though. Like getting to move stuff without having to touch it is always a cool power. I I like that's like another one I go to controlling fire is another one. I really like that. There's a lot of good ones. I feel like it's tough to pick. I mean, I don't know if I would want to be Archangel specifically because I don't want to be like manipulated by Apocalypse to become some sort of Death Lord. But, you know, if I, if I had to choose somebody for you, Maddie, and I think it's just specifically because he's saying is I would always relate you to Dazzler a little bit. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And that would make sense for you because you're always creating music and you would be able to turn all your music into like sonic beams power yeah <laughs> like if i yeah, had that's to pick a cool one yeah, if i had to pick power for you i think that would be fitting for you for you you're robbie flake so you have ice powers sorry <laughs> oh because of d2 and demon <laughs> yeah i don't know if i if i had to pick a power for you i don't know probably something like really unexpected because you're always making jokes about how clumsy you are but i think it would be cool if your secret power was actually that you were like an amazing acrobat and that all of that was just (laughs) part of like a persona that you had created to throw everybody off the trail but actually you were like able to just fly around so So you could fly but also like kind of yeah i could take that i'm trying to think of like a character that's kind of like that I can't really think of one. 
like a character that like flips around and flies and like stuff. Nightcrawler, Gambit does a lot of acrobatic stuff. There's North Star. Yeah, you're North um, Star. Perfect. <laughs> I'm the gay one. <laughs> yeah, that's not the reason. No, Just I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Everyone's gay. <laughs> the end. Anyway. I don't want Wolverine's claws, though. I know that I want Wolverine. I don't Wolverine. want Wolverine's powers at all. Like, I, I can relate to Wolverine a lot, but I don't want his powers. Like, I, I don't also, want to live forever. Same, That's same, stressful. Same with Rogue. Like, I love her. I, I just love, love her. her. Yeah. But like, and I, I agree with Claire about the reasoning too. I, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot, but I can relate to Rogue so much more now, watching the show now. Yeah. Like than I could as a kid where I was just like Rogue is so whiny she's always screaming like who cares what Rogue has to say but now I watch it and I'm like man she has all these extra powers but she can't touch anyone and it's just like this tragic humanizing story yeah I agree I think if I have to relate to any actual character like personality wise it's definitely like Jubilee all the way yeah personality wise I don't know x23 for me I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm not that goth I would, anymore. I was going to say, like, X-23 as Wolverine. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because she's, like, more put together now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why we're friends, because we're Jubilee and Wolverine, personality-wise. Just kidding. We're really oh not God. at all. Do okay. we have any more mails? No, I just want to say that we got some nice iTunes reviews, and I want to thank you, the people that have been leaving that, because, like, it really helps our visibility if people leave iTunes reviews. Okay, time for plugs. Uh, <laughs> plugs, 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 um, plugs. I did, want, I did want to read the one from Kurt, because it made me laugh, in which he wrote, it's not for everyone, but for the target audience, people who love the X-Men and its themes of friendship, diversity, self-acceptance, and bony Wolverine. This is one of the greatest podcasts ever conceived. Not only do Ryan and Maddie offer insightful analysis of every TV and film version of the X-Men, but they also provide relevant character backstory, comic book history, and a continuing saga of Ryan's totally real you guys date with Wolverine. Plus, with each episode, they discuss which characters were the most gay. And let me tell you, some episode, it's a real toss-up. Every member of the X-Men is clearly hooking up with every other one. I honestly don't know how Cyclops can even sit down. Um, this there, is a great review. And there's so many, there's a lot of reviews on the on there, so I'm not going to read all of them, but I did want to read yeah, that one. Yeah, people I felt... really came through. We we recently were saying that we didn't have that many reviews and people have come through and it's been really nice to see and, those In that particular review, I was like, this is somebody who reviewed our show and it's like, a better summary of that what we have listed on our like current summary on soundcloud and itunes and i was like this is perfect can we just like use that <laughs> i wish we could pick like a featured review but itunes doesn't have that functionality anyway please leave a five star rating or whatever rating you want if you hate the show it's fine i don't know why you're still listening but whatever um and leave a review if you if you feel the need yeah it helps our it helps increase our visibility our invisibility helps increase our it visibility. helps increase our invisibility our powers. new mutant powers <laughs> and uh, besides doing that you can also share it with your friends tell people we exist and that mm-hmm. would be awesome if you're too shy to leave a review you could just like post about it on your personal facebook and be like hey i listen to these nerds talk about the x-men yep and you can also write into this show and we read it on the reader mail section which we had a lot today which is good because the episode itself was like really fucking short so keep on <laughs> writing it guys because yeah. we'll read uh, all the of mutant it ages at gmail.com is our email yep and you can find the mutant ages on twitter at literally the mutant ages you can find us individually on twitter at ryan pagella and i'm at Mitty myers we're part of atomic blue productions and so you can go to 
anywhere online and find us our website uh you can go on youtube we have a youtube channel we do we it's post. pretty good yeah a lot we, of stuff on there we've referenced it a lot in this episode so you probably should like go check it out because you including our terrible teenage x-men parody <laughs> okay and but we recently put out another one warcraft valley which, which is also recorded valley this, which is also okay. another podcast i have so this you can important. go find all this that this is an important plug we recently put out a video on our youtube channel which was directed by me at age 19 of <laughs> us recreating characters in their fan fiction universe uh warcraft valley and that is the podcast that ryan hosts with our friend katie where they read old fan fictions that they wrote as kids and anyway you should check out the video it's really funny even if you haven't listened to the podcast but if you like it at all you should check out the podcast as well because it's a real journey into whatever the fuck we were doing i mean our we teens kids. it's like really starts and there's off x-men fan fictions and stuff and oh my fun. god there's so many x-men fan fictions last but certainly not least uh please support us on patreon because we have a lot of planned for this year and i know we keep saying that and on our patreon newsletters i keep saying that but like basically well you know it's hard to find an apartment in massachusetts but ryan is looking and as soon as he's here we're gonna buy some fucking microphones for our cameras and like make better videos and hopefully yeah <laughs> i mean a little we, better than the warcraft valley video we, we, we have, I, was I was gonna say we're gonna like it helps us fund the equipment we need to make more podcasts and also like new podcasts and potentially do more Geno stuff and potentially do more videos. We have a lot of ideas and a lot of like, speaking of which, we want to do a time travel movie. We do, which maybe Claire will hate, but maybe everybody else will enjoy. Maybe but we'll we would hate it too. Really I don't know. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> No, we won't. No. But we would love to do a time travel movie and we've been talking about like ways and, to like, do and that. And horror stuff. And so we basically have like all, all these ideas and all of it kind of hinges on me like being there too. Yeah, I mean, you know you guys have heard it all before because I mean, from what i understand you've been video, listening to the plug section every week i know so you guys all know what you're supposed to do you're supposed to follow us on facebook and instagram and tumblr shit. and all that shit we're on all of them yeah. pretty much any social media you can think of we're on there as atomically productions or just individually or whatever and yep. we're we're posting our links we're posting our videos and podcasts and you can keep up with every last thing we do yeah so where's morph <laughs> okay is that it did we do it did we, we did. plug all the plugs they did we did and i think we actually covered all the sections this time you guys can let us know if we didn't yeah please do <laughs> instead of us it's like coming by two weeks later we're like Wait. oh my god all right <laughs> so we'll see you next time yeah i think that's a good see time to call you. it see you next time. time or x future or x coming back in time to the present from the future for x yep. time x time fugitives oh no Part three. No. Just kidding. I quit. <laughs> at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.